the video? <laughs> I don't think they can. Oh, okay. Well, we get told that we're being recorded when we record this for y'all. So that's yeah. what that was all about. <laughs> and then I try to talk and she's talking and then. And it's just so loud and <laughs> disruptive. <laughs> it's aggressive. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome <Hi. laughs> to Myth and Monsters, episode 16. I can't believe that means we've done this for 16 months. That's insane. Yeah. Because these only come out once a month at the end yeah. of every month. That's yeah. just crazy. That is crazy. This week, we're going to do Mirrors and the Black-Eyed Children. Yeah. And yeah. Taylor, you go first with the Black-Eyed Children. I am. So Black-Eyed Kids is what I'm calling them here. Ah. Um, but uh, I took most of this story almost word for word uh, from Black-Eyed Kids, the chilling legend that began in Abilene. Um, and this was written by Anna Hedges, October 31st, 2018. So go and check her out her article. Um, it was pretty good. That's so. when the Black Eyed Children was in 2000. Oh, well, she wrote it. She wrote it in 2018. Okay. okay. Interesting. Because I've heard about them for years, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she just wrote about them here. Okay. So these are kids with completely black eyes, uh, like basically the entire eye. They're completely blacked out. Like the demons on Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and they come to your home or vehicle, knock on the door, and insist that you let them into your home and car. Anyone who encounters them almost immediately begins to feel an overwhelming sense of dread or fear. Um, so besides the black eyes, these, these kids are usually about between the ages of 6 and 16, um, and they typically appear normal. So sometimes their clothing is outdated, like they wear old clothing. Um, sometimes it's modern. Um, and mm. in extremely unusual instances, people have reported talon-like feet, which I feel like if you see the feet, you already know. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't mess yeah. with these kids. Of course, if they're at the door and like you're looking through the peephole, well, first of all, if they're little children, you aren't going to see anything. Right. But yeah, your feet aren't something you're likely to see if you're glancing out the window or whatever. Yeah, def definitely. Um, but overall, they look like normal kids, which I feel like is also spooky. So mm -hmm. any any scary things with children creep me out. <sighs> Absolutely. So this isn't the story of the earliest sighting or it's not super early. Um this one was uh, in 1996, and this is a story told by Brian Bethel, and he was a journalist from Abilene, Texas. So in Bethel's report, he describes a late evening out in his vehicle. He had stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater to write a check, and he was so absorbed in this that he didn't notice two young boys approach his car. So he didn't notice until they knocked on his window. So they knocked okay. on his window, and he rolls it down. He's, like, startled. Um, and he immediately felt this soul quote unquote soul racking fear and he didn't understand why because it was just these two kids um so the older boy said that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie but had forgotten their money at home and they asked if bethel could give them a ride and they assured him you know it wouldn't take long the movie theater is super close they were just two kids you know they didn't have any weapons nothing like that um, and Bethel kind of found the reassurances weird. He's like, you know, why do you have to reassure me so much? Mm -hmm. Um, especially the last one about the weapons or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he, he was like, uh, he realized that the, the last showing of the film that they wanted to go and see had already started and it would be pretty much over by the time they got back, by the time they got to the theater, if he drove them. So, and his 
account of this incident, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his fear became all encompassing. And it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. So they looked normal at first. Yeah. So the older boy began to get frustrated when Bethel made excuses for like not giving them a ride. He's like, don't get in my car. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) right. And uh, he said that they couldn't get into the car unless, uh, Oh, they said that they couldn't get into the car unless he said it was okay. So So, they had to like be invited. Yeah. Like vampires or something. Oh, creepy. Okay. So after that, Bethel left, he left the parking lot. He sped out of there was like no you're not coming in my car goodbye so this was 96 you said yeah i don't were there cell phones then (laughs) i was three i don't know (laughs) okay if you were three there were not cell phones because yeah 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 so okay so he couldn't even call the cops and say hey there's two kids you know whatever yeah no cell phones i think i was 12 when i got my first one and it was like the early cell phone yeah one of you all got the amigo Oh, that was Jordan. Jordan got the Amigo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had three buttons on it. Home. Yep. Yep. And I, I remember that thing. Yep. Um, to this day, uh, Bethel, the journalist, stands by this story of the kid's eyes turning black, of them insisting they get into his car, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Um, the internet since then has made like growing new legends. Uh you know, there's sites like Creepypasta and you've got right. Reddit and you've got No Sleep and all of those have these stories of black eyed kids. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Bethel's story predates these websites. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it wasn't until his story became more widely known that lots of folks came forward with their own black eyed kid stories. Um, some of them take place in Texas where Abilene is. Uh, but there's a couple of stories that also date back to 1974 and 1950 and other countries. <gasps> so like, it's not even just, you know, this country, it's not even just Texas. It's not even just 1996, you know, it's, it's dating back and it's spread across the world. Wow. Yeah. So they became such a popular phenomenon uh, that there's a movie about black eyed kids and that came out in 2015. So, really? I don't, I didn't know that. I haven't seen that. We'll have to go find it. Halloween's coming. I want to Halloween. watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was a story that I remember that M told, uh, in, and that's why we drink. And mm-hmm. if you guys haven't listened to their podcast, I'm going to give them a little shout out because I love them. Me too. Uh, you should. It's amazing. It's a mixture of paranormal stories and true crime stories where, um, and you, and they told a story where these black eyed kids like showed up and on people's doorsteps and would come inside. And then the people would get sick um, after inviting them in, they would fall ill and be deathly ill. And then uh, there was one where the black eyed kids showed up on a patio, someone's back patio, but several floors up. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So that stuck with me a little bit. Um, these black eyed kids are creepy, but that's like the origin of it. That's, you know, that's one of the first stories that was like, um, really out there about these black eyed kids. And now people come forward and they're like, I've seen these kids. I've seen kids that just come to my door. Um, so the people that invite them in, have any of them died? Or I guess we don't know. Cause if they're killed, then they aren't alive to report what happened. Right. Exactly. The, what we've mostly heard is that they fall sick. They get sick. Uh, wonder what the kids get out of someone getting sick. Well, I wonder, you know, they could be like, let's think about this from an urban fantasy standpoint, right? Maybe they're like walking into a house and then they steal the energy from that person and it makes them, sick. you know, like that kind of thing. 
Yeah. Um, supposedly, these black-eyed kids are more likely to approach people who already know about them. So you're welcome to oh, all great. Of our listeners. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, but don't let them into your house or car, and then they'll go away. So you know, hopefully, I don't know. Will good they luck. go away? Yeah. Good luck. I don't. I don't know. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, how creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So that is what I had on oh, Black wow. Eyed Kids. There are so many stories out there with them, but I didn't want to do too many of them. And I really enjoyed uh, reading the origin story. So that's what I wanted to give you guys. Definitely. That's that's really cool. Yeah. I, I love those stories. I, I heard about the the children first on Em and Christine's the And That's Why We Drink and that's podcast. Because I, I love that podcast too. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I am going to talk about mirrors. And mirrors have always been kind of... Listen, they terrify me. Creepy to me. Yeah. I don't... You know, you, you can look into a... Refle- like, I am i don't like reflections. I think it's probably... And mirrors are obviously the ultimate reflection. Whatever. Yeah. But, like, I do not want to, like, look up from the sink and see something behind me. Like, that just... No. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's, it, they, they can be creepy. So, there's there are all kinds of superstitions about mirrors. And I think probably the most popular one is the seven years bad luck if you break a mirror. I think everybody's heard that one. Yeah, yeah. The, that myth actually comes, well, I don't know if it's a myth or not. That superstition actually comes from Roman times. The Romans believed that the soul is what you see in the mirror. Oh. And that mirrors are actually portals to the other world, which I guess is like, I don't know if it's the underworld or what, because either way, I hate it. Roman <laughs> Romans <laughs> did have the underworld as part of their their mythology, um, which they didn't think was myth. They that's what they believed. Right. The Romans also believed that the soul renewed every seven years. Oh, interesting. So if you broke a mirror, you damaged your soul for that amount of time. Gotcha. And hence bad luck and all that. Yes. Other versions say that's why you can't see vampires in a mirror because they have no souls. Gotcha. Yeah. And also it has been said that the the soul can escape through a mirror when it's broken. Interesting. But, but if it's your soul or is it, I don't mm. know. I know. Right. Interesting. Okay. If you want to get rid of your seven years of bad luck, you can toss the pieces of the broken mirror into a south running stream. But, okay, sure. This will wash away the bad luck in only seven hours instead of seven years. Aren't most rivers they are flowing? Okay, isn't They're, it like the Nile that runs north? Or yeah, something? there's only a few, if not maybe just that one that runs north, and it's a paradox. It's uh, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much any stream. Although there are, you know outlets that that go so you want to find the the true south running part of it right um but yeah seven hours is a whole lot better than seven years true and then uh i've also heard that if you take a piece of that broken mirror that you've broken and you touch a uh a, a single piece of that broken mirror you touch a tombstone with it okay then that'll lift the seven-year curse immediately. Any tombstone? Any tombstone. What if it's what if it's the tombstone of a serial killer? I don't, you know, I like know, I just... right? <laughs> and, and and I don't really know where that would have come from. That came long after the Roman time. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So I don't know who. I guess someone decided they didn't want to have to wait the seven years, and they were going to do that, and they went and and discovered that it worked. I mean, 
who thinks, oh, let's go touch it to a tombstone and see if it works. Weirdos. <laughs> I know, right? Um, you can also bury the pieces very far into the ground where the spirits can't find them. It is best to do this at night so that your reflection is less likely to be taken with the pieces. Gotcha. Does that okay. mean if you bury it and you and your reflection is shown that you're burying your soul or something? You know, I don't like the connotations of that. <laughs> I think it would be very interesting for like a book, but like I, my soul can stay where it is. Thank you. And then, of course, the Bloody Mary, which I think I talked before about on one of these episodes. One of us did Bloody Mary, I think. Somebody did. And it might have yeah. been under the number 13 because... Uh, you're supposed to hold a candle up to the mirror and call her name 13 times. So it might've been when we talked about the number 13. Gotcha. Um, participants that do this are, are said to endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing their soul, drinking their blood or scratching their eyes out. So why would anybody want to do bloody Mary? It's a pretty good list. I don't know. It, you know, it just seems fun. The the only Bloody Mary I'm interested in has vodka and tomato juice in it. Absolutely. And maybe bacon because everything's and maybe bacon. Oh, better with yeah. bacon. Absolutely. It is also said that mirrors can be death portals. They are supposed to be a way to the afterlife. And because of this, back in the day, um, it was common when someone passed in the house to cover the mirrors with Blankets, you know, you've seen in movies and things, and sometimes it's not even explained. It was just a thing. It was a real thing yeah. that they did. They would cover yeah. mirrors in the house after someone died so that they couldn't come back and haunt them. <clears throat> and another version of that is that after they die, it's hard for spirits to want to leave their family. And so if the mirrors were not covered, they would still see their family there and they wouldn't want to leave. And so it was thought that covering the mirrors would help them move on to the next phase of their journey, you know, whatever, right. Wherever you go. Yeah. There are some fun ones. Like you can see your future spouse in a mirror. If you oh, cute. sit in front of a mirror on Halloween and I can now see all the little girls go, let's, let's see who our husbands are going to be Uh huh. Uh-huh. on Halloween night. You light a candle, you sit in front of the mirror, you take an apple you cut it into nine slices, you eat eight of them, and the final slice you throw at the mirror, and the, an image of your future spouse will appear to catch that apple slice. Huh, okay. Interesting. Neat, yeah. After being married, a new couple should stand in front of a mirror because this will join their souls in the other world and bring good fortune to their marriage. You know, there's that other world. Are you sure it's good fortune? I just, you know. I don't, I don't know. I don't like mirrors. <laughs> I you just... know, um, some of the stories about mirrors, you know, they used to be made from actual silver before there was the technology yeah. to well, make them today. Right. And that was where the idea came from that vampires mm -hmm. uh, reflection didn't work was because it was silver and silver is known as like a magical mm -hmm. uh, metal kind of thing. So. If you walk past a mirror and you scare yourself by catching a glimpse of yourself, good times are coming your way. I feel like that's false, but. <laughs> uh, do not put a mirror in front of your bed in case your soul leaves while you are sleeping. So supposedly when you're sleeping, you're at your most vulnerable. Listen. So you 
don't want a mirror facing your bed. And I'm thinking, what about all those, you know, well, they're not necessarily perverts. What about all those people who like put mirrors on their ceilings thing, watch themselves have sex? Fascinating. I disagree with all of that. (laughs) What part? The having a mirror on the ceiling to watch yourself have sex or the part where you're vulnerable and, you know, your soul might leave? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I found a haunted mirror story, which I thought was interesting. Two Londoners who shared a flat sold a haunted mirror on eBay. According to their eBay listing, it all started when one of them saw that the building's landlord had put an old hallway mirror out on the lawn as as rubbish. I guess this is an English. Um, yeah, in rubbish. America, we don't really call trash rubbish. But no. um, so being resourceful, they retrieved it and they added some silver paint and made it pretty and leaned it up against their wall above their radiator. Okay. Soon after that, things got weird says, we both experienced what I can only describe as intense, sharp stabbing pains, the sellers wrote to prospective buyers. They would strike us both at the same time. The two flatmates also complained of waking up completely drained of energy, screaming in the early morning hours with horrible feelings of impending doom. Oh, good. In addition to growing increasingly sick and depressed from all of the evil hauntings, one of the flatmates Mates even claims to have woken up with deep body scratches for which he blamed the mirror. And he kindly provided a link on eBay for photographic proof of his scratches and the blood. Jesus. With the mirror, it was all about finding that absolutely perfect buyer. And the sellers noted that it would ideally, they would ideally like it to go to somebody who is experienced with the paranormal or supernatural cute, and knows what they're getting themselves into. No, thanks. And thanks to the power of the internet, they had no shortage of interest. And um, even some of the bidders even asked questions like, okay, I'd like to buy this as a present. And if I win the auction, is there any way I can have it delivered to my ex? Oh my God, (laughs) that's just rude. Listen, do not send me a haunted mirror, any of my exes. That would be horrible. Eventually, it sold for a hundred pounds, which is a little over a hundred and fifty bucks. So, pretty well played on their part. Jesus. Okay. Listen. No. Now, supposedly on TikTok, there is a trend going on right now that if you look into a mirror and you chant "I am you" and "You are me" into the mirror, um, that something happens. And so, this TikTok it started with someone posting, oh, you should do this. And then someone else stitched onto it and said, do not do this. It will change and alter your reality. You're going to merge with your reflection world and everything that people that you think you know aren't going to be the people that you think you know anymore. And apparently this is trending now on TikTok. And I couldn't find it, but if I find any, I will post a link to the TikToks talking about it. No, I don't need that. I don't need it in my life. This is fine. I'm fine with how I am with mirrors right now. I have a fine relationship with mirrors. I don't need a different one. <laughs> and you want to keep your soul. Yes. It exactly where it is. It's fine where it is. <laughs> Interesting though, right? There, yeah. I'm sure there's more out there, but those were the, the ones that I found for today. Well, that's absolutely horrifying. Thank you. Well, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Myths and Monsters. We'll see you next month with another episode. Yeah. Thank you guys.